the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, the answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, guess what, Verlon? We're What's only up? doing a live stream today. I just found out a couple of, oh. a, a couple, an hour ago. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Guys, um, yeah, it's been, I'm, I'm, I'm still thawing out. I, uh, went to help my friend Aaron Delmar at his, um, Santa Hustle Chicago 5K today. And uh, he tried to get me there at 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, dude, you must be, something's wrong with you, because there's no way I'm coming out at 2 a.m. to come to a, to help you with the race. So I got there about 4, a little, a little something after 4. <laughs> but it was cold. It was cold. It was like 2,800 runners out there um, braving that cold, cold weather to come out and, and run. Um, that's why my voice is a little tired today. I have been up since 2.30 this morning. Well, forgive me. You don't look like a tropical person. I like I like it cold. What? Yes. You I thought, black? I thought you was light skinned. You, wait, 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 wait. You sure? I thought you was light skinned. What? 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 You ain't black. <laughs> That's for real, Verlon. You ain't black. <laughs> um, that voice. You guys know who he is. The troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. I love that. You happy? Yes. You look it. You saying my real name? What? <laughs> troublemaker. Ah, uh, well, you know. That's 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 the name. You still ain't bought made T-shirts for it yet. Uh, I, I'm, you, you know what we did. We looked it up. What what? Somebody's not really using it, but somebody owns it. Really. Really. Yeah, we did it. We looked it up on the boat. It was I, I don't remember that. You don't remember nothing. No, that's yeah. how many months ago was that? September. Whatever. Um, joining us today um, as a special guest co-host today is Carmen Sati- Santiago Keenan. Uh, is it Keenan or Keenan? It's Keenan. Keenan, uh, welcome to the to to the show, Black and Right. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm super excited, and I'm very honored to be here. So, thank you. No problem. Now, before before we start, you know, getting into who is Carmen and why did I bring her on? Go ahead, Verlon. What, what what is it that you wanted? You wanted to get something off your chest, thinking you proved something, right? Well, oh, here we go. I'm in the win column with you when it comes with, comes to these uh, police shootings. Uh, number one, you thought the lady officer from uh, Dallas that walked into the guy's apartment, he was she was going to be acquitted. She was. Convicted. I never said acquitted. I never said get acquitted. off. No, oh. that's how we left it. Okay. Get, get off. Okay. Uh, she was convicted. 
You thought Chauvin was going to be acquitted or get That's off? That's still up. That's still up in the air. He, he's, he's locked up. No, but he's, what happened? He's, he's uh, appealing the, the, the case. You can appeal all you want. I've, I've had this conversation with you. Minnesota and Minneapolis, however you want to look at it, they've moved so far to the left. And we're going to talk about when. When did they move so far to the left? Was it, you know, within 10 years or was it within when Keith Ellison took the office of uh, attorney general? And I'm, uh, you know what? The other one you said, you said you didn't say what you said. Arbery. Yeah, Arbery. You said yeah. you didn't, you didn't think those yeah, I guys thought they were would get go. something. No, I didn't think they were going to get off at oh, all. Okay. Um, okay. you know, hey, and then that wasn't a police. It wasn't a police thing. Issue. But, but right. you know, the, the, the high profile killings, we were talking about them when nobody else was and we you know, were, we and were. we were making bets, yeah. you know, so I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. Uh, here we go. Oh, wait, 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 before I here give you a go. chance to redeem yourself, I want to give Can a- I say something first though? Uh, okay. Can I say something first? All right. You and I talked about this. Yeah. In normal times. Yeah. Are these people convicted? Yes. But that's why I want to ask the question. Was it? You think, you think. No, it, no, it, I mean, no, that they would have right. been acquitted. Right. You're right. They would have right. been acquitted. Been acquitted. Right? Of yes. Course. So I'm, we're going to talk about, what? Why has Minnesota moved so far to the George left? Joe Soros, I mean, exactly. Uh, you can say His Soros. He's pumping all throughout well, all these but, county. I mean, he really is. I mean, people think, oh, that's that's far fetched. No, that's real. But, he is sending money to elect these these very uber liberal, uh, progressive people who are who are changing. Kim Fox, for instance. Yeah. You remember the the, the officer that got killed by the train and and because he was chasing yes, after two yes. people that shot. He never charged those. She never charged them with murder. That's nothing new. Yeah, but but no, that's the that is new. That doesn't happen. It was, yeah, but okay, we could go into the politics, you know, aspect of it. But I just want I want to give you a, well. First, I want to say here we go to Foyga, Miss Foyga. Here we go. You were right twice in one show. You were right about the George Floyd killing, and you, you say were, who Foyga is. Not everybody know who Foyga. Come on, you say it. Ashley Ramos. 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 Oh, I had a, I had a patient name. You forgot name. her name. I, I know. I had a patient name, Ramos. I used to love saying Tell her name. You, you forgot Ramos. her name. No, I want you to say it. You forgot her name. I, I think she'll feel better if she heard you say it. Now you're acting like you're black. And, and she was right on every aspect of the Rittenhouse case. I thought he would at least be convicted of the gun. But I told you. I, I was right about that, too. Okay, I'll give you that. I told you Rittenhouse was going to get completely, he was, nothing, he was going to walk. Well, I was ignorant of Wisconsin law. I didn't know if yeah. if the barrel was over 16 inches, yeah. it's legal. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a chance to redeem no, yourself anyway. Carmen, you ready for this? I am so Who do you have? And this is a bet. Who do you have? Do you believe Potter versus Wright? I'm going to leave it like that. I'm not even going to mention the death part. Potter versus Wright. Do you think she's acquitted? Or do you think she's convicted? And this is in Minnesota as well. They charged her with manslaughter, right? Well, she got a bunch of counts. I'm but, it was, the, but it was manslaughter, right? The highest counts of manslaughter. They carry like 15 This years. is Minnesota? This is Minnesota. Same place. Minneapolis. Oh, it's, it's the same county? Same. She's in the same courtroom Chauvin was in. Oh, she's going to get convicted. <laughs> I hate to say I'm not, That's not a laughing matter. But that's not, what, these are people's not. lives. Yes. But she. It's I, over. It's over. I be sh- and guess wait wait guess who took up the case? Who? Keith Ellison. Oh, he's he not he's up. not he's not you know uh, uh, trying her. He's he's got like one of the same guys that tried Chauvin and a few other guys, but he's overseeing the case. I'm one of the the one people that you know that watches court TV all day every day. So I'm I know every aspect of all of these. Do you have cases. a life <laughs> between talk radio, court TV, and streaming? No. 
Okay. I'll, I'll, go, I'll, right, go to the next case. Go uh, to the next okay. case. Go that next was the case, case that I wanted, wanted to make a bet. We I talked about all of the cases. The oh. lady from Dallas, Chauvin. We we skipped over we skipped over the Georgia case, Cal Rittenhouse, and Potter versus Ray. Now in normal times, I don't think because the intent. I mean, if we if we were really going by law, and not the emotions of what happened, what happens if because of these type of cases, if we were just going on just the law and the intent, I don't think she had the intention to kill him. It was accidental. I do believe it was accidental, but I think we're living in a time now where these policing these police officers they're gonna get them if 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 if, if you do make an instance like this, you shoot somebody, no matter who. I think especially in places like Minnesota. They're going to try you, and nine times out of ten, you're going to get a conviction today. Yeah. See, I, I don't think she's going to get convicted on the highest charges, but she's going to get convicted on, like, ne- negligence, some kind of negligence charges. Yeah. Because I don't think she intended to go for the real gun. Yeah. I think she intended to go for the taser. But the, the fact of it is, you hold so much power with that badge, you hold responsibility as well. Yeah. So there's no, well, I'm sorry. When it comes to the police, well, police doctors have medical malpractice um, insurance, and but stuff insurance like covers that. them. Yeah, but see, police are the only only entity that you know a mistake is can be life life ending. That's right. And you know, but was it a mistake? I believe it was a mistake, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter because you just hold so much Charlie, power. What do you think? I think we're in a space where people are going to. It's so politicized. That they're going to have to have some sort of consequence. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like that's where, and in some cases, absolutely, you know, there should be a lot of, you know, consequences. But I think we're at a place in time where it's defunding police, it's, they're the enemy. And so that's the narrative that's yep. been creative, yep. created, and that's the narrative that they have to keep sustaining because, oh, by the way, the more that we're being pulled to that, we're not being pulled to other big trials that are happening right now. <laughs> like, like, like Maxwell trial. Uh, yes. That, oh gosh, don't even get me. You started. see what the judge, all the stuff that they're they're not allowing to be um, put out there in the public eye. Now, when you say Maxwell, you gotta Giselle, refresh my memory. Giselle Maxwell, Epstein. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's gonna be if, if if they really like you know normal people, but I think there are too many powerful men and women. That are in, that are engulfed in that, so I, I really don't think uh, they're gonna. You're not gonna get to the nitty gritty. No, you won't. You won't. And and justice is supposed to be blind, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if we ever got back to that that as a, as as a rule, I think I think. But the people like Soros won't let that happen because they, I think they're trying to sully it so bad that then they can just come in and implement that progressive agenda. Do you think they'll let Me Too take down a prince? No. Or, or former president? No. It's over. No. It's over. I don't think so. Hey, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with the troublemaker himself. And we got to come up with a nickname for Carmen Santiago Keenan. It's got to be something hot. It's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the line. <laughs> oh. We'll be right back. My killer's moving silence like you don't know what I found. So your killer's a wildin'. My dog is with it. You want it? Come and get it. It's kids on, baby girl. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in the studio with the troublemaker, Valon Galloway, and 
<laughs> Carmen Santiago, Santiago Keenan. Um, um, Carmen, you wanted to finish up on that conversation about Epstein. What, what, what was the point you were trying to make in the break? Well, we really need to start getting to the real conversations. And the real conversations here that nobody really wants to talk about is the fact that sex slavery is still alive and good. Oh, yeah. It has been the first, you know, it's been going on for centuries. It's still going on. And while they're deflecting on other things, people are not focusing on the real issues. Yeah. Here. I, I read somewhere, I think they said 8 million children worldwide are missing. Yep. 8 million children worldwide are missing. Uh, and, and Carmen, you talked with uh, Carissa from Rahab's Daughter yesterday. I did. And I'm telling you, Rahab's Daughter is doing a great, great thing over there, um, you know, combating, fighting, human trafficking, sex trafficking. I'm just honored to be a part of, of what they're trying to do. Um, because I, I do think it's a stain on our, on our, on our nation, on our, on our world. I really do. The whole human sex trafficking issues. I mean, there, there's, it's just, it's, it's happening all over the place. I, when I was getting my tattoo, if you, um, of my son's name with the, um, um, I was about to call it, uh, uh, um, uh, semicolon. I mean, apostrophe, the semicolon. And Chris Baker over at Inc. 180, he and I were talking about it. And he said the Super Bowl is probably one of the worst places, you know, because he's going to go out to the Super Bowl um, and hit the streets to, to combat the, the sex trafficking that happens during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, dude, it's... I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had kids as young as 12 years old who were turned out by pimps, and they had to come in there and get their tattoos removed because pimps brand them. Mm-hmm. They'll send a, put a tattoo on them. And that's how people know who that person belongs to. And it's all tattooed, their barcodes, their all, ty- all different type of, of tattoos. And I'll never forget him telling me that was a 12-year-old person. I won't say if it's a boy or girl mm-hmm. who came in there and they, um, they had to get the um, tattoo, um, covered up. Now, prior to 2015, it was illegal for anybody under 18 to come in without parental consent. Well, Chris Baker and I, we did a bill. House Bill 5858, where we actually um, allow, if it's sex trafficking, gang-related, and I think it was one more thing, that they didn't need parental notification because they didn't have, most of these sex traffic, sex traffic kids don't have parents. Yet they wanted to have the tattoos removed. So Chris and I uh, actually made it a law in Illinois where if, if they couldn't find parental, if there was no parental consent, we allowed the the them to enter a tattoo parlor and have it covered up. I don't see anything wrong. With no, that. I don't either. No, it's not, like, either. it's not like they're getting something tattooed. You're taking it off. So yeah, their regular body. Yeah, that's, that's good. yeah. So, you know, did you guys hear Kramer from? Is it oh. CNBC? Yes. Is it C? He's a he's a money guy. Now he's a money guy. <laughs> sometimes he's sometimes he's on it, and there are times like I, I was this last week or a couple of days ago that. Yeah. He was on, you know, talking about uh, mandating, I mean, enforcing the government should force mandating. I, I, I want to play all of this audio, and then I want us to, to discuss. I have no guests today, so we can, okay. we, we can talk all day oh, today. Oh, cool, cool. Um, but I think I have one. <laughs> I do, I do, just thinking about it now, Carmen, the event we were at yesterday. Um, but I want, I want you to hear, and I want those of you who are listening, listen to what this guy said, and tell me, do you agree? With the new Omicron variant sweeping the globe, how do we finally put an end to this pandemic? How do we save lives and get business back to normal so everybody can put dinner on the table? Simple. 
the federal government needs to require vaccines, including booster shots, for everyone in America by, say, January 1st. There are still some things that need to be done at a national level, and this is one of them. But as we brace for another wave of new deaths from a virus that has killed more Americans than World War II or even the Civil War, it's time to admit that our government has lost the ability or the will to make our people do the right thing. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. So we've allowed a pastiche of uncoordinated health organizations to dictate an on-again, off-again series of measures that mostly just leave us baffled and confused. We haven't centralized the issue to the point where the White House actually seems to take responsibility. Let's see, first it was the CDC, and then, then the FDA, then the National Institutes of Health, mostly coordinating policy through talk shows. Then we left vaccination policy to individual companies. Now it's toothless OSHA going back and forth on what's allowed in factories, but nobody with any power is saying the frontline workers need to be vaccinated. It's just plain wrong. And most of us are sick of it, even as a vocal anti-vax minority is always grabbing the mic. This charade must end. The government must require vaccinations, not of this group or that group, not company by company, not cruise ship by cruise ship or airline by airline or governor by governor. The buck stops at the White House. Some of us are old enough to remember when we were told we had to get a needle stuck into our arms because of some disease that was so scary we we were afraid to talk about it. Wow. The disease was called polio. Okay. No one knew how okay. you got no. it, but you were scared to go to a place where anyone might congregate a swimming pool, a park. I hate when people bring up polio. Then we got a vaccine. Vaccine that worked. And President Eisenhower said we would end polio. He pulled it off because he didn't give us any choice. What, what was that, um, Carmen? When people bring up polio, can we also, we have to bring, we have to have holistic context and viewpoints to all of this. First of all, when polio was happening, they were also giving them mercury as treatments, and there were a lot of things happening in the quote-unquote healthcare system at that time that, you know, required a lot of the things that we're doing to really detox humans from the medication they were using, like mercury and other poisonous things. So that, to me, is not really a valid point to be bringing up. But there's so many levels to this. First of all, he needs to stay in his own lane <laughs> because he's a money guy. So, um, you know... This rhetoric is what led to what happened to the Jewish people. Yeah. This kind yeah. of rhetoric yeah. Yeah. is what happens to segregation, which is where we are at. And it kills me that people are not saying more about this yeah. and speaking up against it. Because you know what? Where we're headed is segregation. Yeah. We're there. We're, we're there. Not, we're we are. Headed. We we're are. There. And now you're saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Kramer, money guy. Now you're trying to tell people that they have to, they have to. And what is this? What did he say? Um, the government's lost its, its ability to make us have to do something. They never had that ability. They never we gave that away. You know, it, it's so crazy to me. I can't have the vaccine. I'm allergic to medication. <laughs> I've had, I've had COVID. Yeah. I survived COVID. So what you're trying to tell me, Mr. Kramer, is that you want the government to make me, or better yet, what, pin me down? against my will and shoot something in my veins that's going to kill me and my family because right. we're allergic to this? Who are you? Well, actually, they just want you to stay in the house, lose your job. Like, I almost lost my job Monday. <laughs> if it wasn't... Not, now, listen, my main doctor of 33 years, he didn't even have an explanation for me. He just said... Now, he knows my history better than anybody. I, I can't sign my name to it. What do you mean you can't sign your name to it? He's afraid. I, yeah. I, I just can't sign my name to it, man. What? You can't even explain. He wouldn't even look at me. He kept looking at the computer. I can't sign my name to it. So either he was threatened, they're like they're going to pull his license or something, he's getting a kickback, or he's bought in 
like a Covidian or a safety. Uh, Dan Prof. Hey, I'm about to say, don't, don't, you have to quote. Have to Dan, 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 I like that name too. <laughs> Covidian or just a pure safetyist. He's just bought into what they, what they say. Because my second doctor, now she gave me the medical exemption because she knows my medical history too. I've always had two doctors. I always told to have to get a second opinion. She gave it to me. But she did tell me after the visit, they, they told us to follow the guidelines. They told us but to do But they're not it. following the guidelines. But they're not fine. The guidelines change every yeah. every week or so. But 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 I want to finish with Kramer. He he continues. Now engaged in a similar struggle with COVID, and Eisenhower would be aghast. We have immunocompromised people who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated. That's psychotic. We have companies that have tried hard to get people vaccinated and now backing down. We have governors who want to be president by grandstanding on a foolish states' right issue, the right to get sick and get other wow. people sick. So it's time to admit that we have to go to war against COVID. Require vaccination universally. What he really means is against people. You don't want to get vaccinated. You better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. And even then, you need to help in the war effort by staying home until we finally beat this thing. Ronald, Ronald Reagan said it best. The most terrifying words in the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. We ever, we, we ever relinquish our ability of our or our rights to the government, and, and I know we're there. So many people are so afraid, and they're living in fear. Whatever happened to people like myself, Carmen, like you, who've had COVID? I have I have natural immunity now, right? Whatever happened to that? Hold on, real quick. Oh, you heard what they said with the new Omicron. There is no natural immunity. So they're already getting rid of what the, your uh, statement right now. No one natural immunity. Take the vaccine and, and, and the booster. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with the Troublemaker... And Carmen Santiago Keenan. We still haven't, you still haven't come up with a name yet? I was thinking Red Hot Jalapeno. No, man, that's, 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 <laughs> is, is that's, it too long? that's horrible. Red Hot Jalapeno? That's horrible. That's just horrible, <laughs> man. That's, that's, that's. Okay, Buckwheat. That's horrible. That's Ch- Charles Barkley. Oh, Just horrible. <laughs> you know, wait, we, we were discussing during the break, you know, right before we went on break, too. What people don't realize is the CDC that body of unelected bureaucrats are not lawmakers. What they put out are not laws. They're recommendations. This doesn't mean... Now, if the state bodies, the legislative bodies, want to then take what the CDC recommends and make it law, which most of these state bodies will not do, because they're cowards, they're afraid, and they know what will happen. At least I hope that that, that, there will be a revolution like we've never seen before. In, in the, at the ballot box. I really do. Uh, but they're not lawmakers. People really need to get that through their head. Who would have ever thought that two years later, two years later, we're still talking about the you know it? After, fit, what was it, 14 days to slow the curve? Mm-hmm. Who would have ever thought that? And, 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 and the goalpost continues to get moved and moved based upon the power and control that these elected officials want to have. Let me ask you something. If the people won't stand up and fight after what Kramer said, what he said, that should be trending everywhere. If they won't stand up and fight because of that, 
what will make people stand up and fight? Right. Yo, why, why can't why can't we, the majority of America, we are still the majority of America. Why can't we cancel Kramer? Yeah. We can, but here's the thing: if we cancel Kramer, then we're canceling that whole narrative. Because how dare he a say that when you're in a place of posi- you know, in that position where you have all of these viewers? It's completely irresponsible. If that's your view, awesome, great, keep it to yourself, amongst you, your friends, whatever. Because you're in a place where you are using your sphere of influence, and he understands that. But here's the thing, Kramer, what are you going to do? Now, it's overpopulated. What? Now you're going to make me, what are you going to say, I have to have an abortion? Yeah. Are you going to mandate abortions? Oh, no, no, they won't mandate abortions because that's against their narrative. Because it's my body, my choice Uh when it comes to getting rid of a baby, right? But it's not my body, my choice for this vaccine. Come on, I'm done with it. I'm done with identity politics. I'm done with the hypocrisy. And let me tell you, if we don't rise up, we're going to end up in concentration camps for the unvaccinated. I got something That's where quick. we're headed. What's, what is the word punisher in Spanish? How do you say it? Punisher. Punisher in Spanish. Oh, man, that's... Oh, come on! That's oh, what's how are you going pun- to give us somebody else's name? Just, no, just putting a twist on it. So, hey, it's, it's, <laughs> I got a pre- the president and El Presidente. What are you talking about? Oh, actually, we can call me La Jefa. That is. That's boss, right? That's the boss lady. That's, That's the boss lady. The boss lady. Oh, I know a little bit of Spanish. Uh, I, I didn't let it get past me. <laughs> let, look cool. Hey. But can, mira, that's why we need to educate all of our communities. Yeah. And that's what I told, you know, you guys know that I, and that's how John Anthony, how we've maintained our, you know, how we even got even more immersed with each other was through Freedom Initiative Now. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I'm advocating for and that we're doing is we're going to talk about that in the, in the second hour. I already got something <laughs> totally planned for you for the second hour that, because I think it's going to be very important what you're trying to do okay. along with Freedom Initiative. Um, in the two minutes that we do have left, uh, I know Teresa's on the line. I'll take you after the break, Teresa. Um, did you guys hear about H.R. 550? No. You know what H.R. 550 is? No. It's the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization. I can't talk today. Act. It's all right. It funds a federal vaccination database. It passed the House with 294 votes to 130. Eighty Republicans crossed the aisle to help this bill, according to a Red State article and a, a townhall.com um, article as well. Now, break down exactly what this bill does. Well, see, what Mary Miller says, mm-hmm. um, the congressman from here from Illinois, she says, the bill will only make it easier for the federal government to target unvaccinated Americans. How? Mm-hmm. Because they'll know who's not vaccinated. So I need to wear a gold star now. So what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or so 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 if yeah. they know. Okay. So if they know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they know about me. Yeah. What, what can is, they do? What, what is it their business? But what can they do? But what is it their business? It's, I don't give a crap what they can do. Okay. Because they can't do nothing to me. I'm a free American. Yeah. I'm not gonna worry. But just like I don't, I'm not, I'm not for a gun registry. But you worded targeted. But you worded. Targeted. You you said the well, word targeted. I didn't say the article from Red State said okay. targeted. Okay, if they target somebody, that means they intend to do something. So what can they do? Well, they can do any. They can create ways to come after you. They can put us in camps. Yeah, they can. They, well, <laughs> she's going the whole nine yards. That's the boss lady. That's the boss lady right there. I'm but telling you. I do believe they can create havoc for people by you know knowing who's people. Think about this: BLM and Quifa, all these people, they can have an army attack you. Yeah. Okay. Because they already know who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. Why is that the government's business? It's not. Huh? It's not. Do they want to know about, or well, they do, but are, are they going to uh, mandate us all, I mean, to talk about who has HIV? 
Are they going to tell us all who has cancer? I mean, all of the disease, everything, any, any communicable disease, any disease that can be spread, uh, herpes and all these things, are they going to make start making people saying, you know what, we want to know what your status is? is I mean, the list goes on and on of, of, of the potential abuse from the government. Never trust the government. You're right. That's simple. Yeah. You're listening to Black and White. You get me fired up right now. Radio on AM560, The Answer. Teresa, I'll take you right after the break. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with the troublemaker and the boss lady, can you say that? Wait, huh? La Hefa. La Hefa. You can't even get it right. <laughs> what the heck is yeah, wrong with Yeah, Hefa is male, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it really male nowadays? Oh, yeah, yeah. Difference yeah. between male and female? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, whatever. You know, we, we've been talking about, and, and, and I want to talk about what we were talking about during the break, but I gotta, I gotta bring somebody on to this, um, to the show, um, because there's a community action summit that's coming up. I believe it was on the 12th. I know she's going to be mad at me because I was supposed to uh, MC this event, but I'll be in Tennessee. Uh, Teresa, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, how are you? Teresa, uh, I'm doing well. Um, talk to us. What's going on with this um, Community uh, Action Summit? It's the 12th, and uh, what is it about? So it's on, on law, mandates, and public safety. This is an outreach and education opportunity for all the Illinois citizens. We're coming together with candid discussions on uh, the diminishing liberties and freedoms. Um, and this is an educational opportunity for everyone. Uh, and we want to educate our communities, you know, across the board on what's going on. We have um, two judges from DuPage um, talking about, uh, you know, how that how the system works, Uh Gary Carr will be talking as well. From That's the my buddy. World. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, the sheriff of DuPage, um, the um, state's attorney, Bob Berlin, will be joining us. State rep, uh, Deanne Mazaki, will be joining I, I, us. I see the Judge Mike Reedy. He, he's going to be there. I, know, I knew him when he was just a practicing attorney in uh, Kendall County. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Great guy. Mike Reedy there. And um, uh, Judge McCluskey will be talking about... You know, we had the eviction moratorium, which really hurt some landlords and uh, really looked more unconstitutional to t have, you know, somebody mandating that they couldn't, you know, uh, evict someone uh, based on a COVID and a disease. You know, I, we're just losing our freedoms left and right. And really we really are. want to, we want to talk to our communities about, you know, about what they can do, how they can, can become involved and in an active, um, in a bipartisan way, you know, we have our constitution that we need to uphold. Yeah. And so, you know, we work very hard to educate people and, and get them to move and do things actionable and to look at candidates. Um, we also have, um, Dave Sokokis and I, I should. Hey, Shostokis. <laughs> and you know what? I am going to change that man's name some way because I can't say it. But he will be there talking about really the powers. The governor, we all think the governor has this great power, but it's, we have power vested in our controller. We have powers within the state secretary of state and the attorney general. 
um, which he is actually running for. Um, and so, you know, he's going to break down really how those offices and what the power they have. And, and, you know, most of us, you know, went through civics class in high school and maybe more into college, but he's going to reintroduce us to and really remind us of what those powers are and how really important those offices are. Um, we're encouraging high school students to come as well. We want, we want to start getting high school students involved in civics. Um, it's a, it's a basic, you know, basic level. You know, if, if there's a candidate, you know, go out and get, go out and help them get some, some signatures in January. Learn about how this process works because it's, it's not just the, the top down. It starts from our local. Yep. And so. I agree. That's such yeah. a great, Teresa, thank you for, um, this is Carmen. No, I agree with that and I love that and, um, would love to hear more about strategy around that because we were actually talking about the Constitution <laughs> earlier before we got on and all these things. And to your testament, it's so important to have the education around it because that's really the only way we're going to move anything forward with anything is through education. But what I find, you know, is that in, you know, I, I do a lot of work in underserved and minority communities and, you know, I advocate for both. For both sides, you know, I am a somewhere, I'm a conservative libertarian for sure. I believe, you know, God, country, family, all of those things. Um, but I always tell people, get educated, because as a minority, the talk track that I had growing up was, oh, well, you're Democratic because they, they're the ones that vote for the underdog. By the way, we're the underdogs, you know, and as I right. grew, and as, as I grew, you know, into adulthood and had other opportunities of learning different things, you know, I understood that really at the core of it is you need to get educated and see how all of government is voting and are they voting in alignment with your view system, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, that's, and that's one of our, I mean, that's great. And we really want to reach out to our minority groups out there. I mean, the Polish have a very strong mm -hmm. feeling about I mean, they've lived through, they've lived through communism. They fled here to get away from it and they're seeing it and they are afraid and some are afraid to speak. And we want to give, you know, every community, you know, say it's okay to come here and be educated and speak out and, and find a comfort zone because they can go back to their, their churches or their, you know, wherever their, wherever their mosque. Right. Hey, they Teresa, Teresa, we got about 45 seconds left. Can you tell oh. people where they can um, sign up, where they can, how they can attend the event? Sure. So it's, it's going to be at 681 West North Avenue in Elmhurst, Illinois. And that's on December 12th. And it is, starts at 12 noon to 4 o'clock. They can sign up through, I'm going to use my personal email. Don't abuse it. Uh oh. It's T. Yeah. That's a long story. T S C A R L A T I at gmail dot com. And just let me know you're coming. We are going to have a light lunch served. We have some vendors there. Yeah. We got to um, go, Teresa. For residential security, etc. We got to go. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope everybody. I hope you guys pack it out. Thank you so much. Hey, Thank you, John. No Thank problem. Thanks. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with the troublemaker and the boss lady. 
La Jefa. La Jefa. I like that. I do like it. See? Yeah. See? It works. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Jim from South Elgin. What's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. Hey, hey, I have a question. Ken is La Jefa. <laughs> <laughs> Como se llama la jefa? Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. See, you, yo, you yo can't let him in. Mira. You let Jim in, yeah. he's going to start talking Spanish. Yeah. What's going on, Jim? Sí. Well, aquí estamos. Here we are. <laughs> What's going on, bud? No, it was a, a good event yesterday, and I think uh, people need to be reached out to these groups that want to help uh, people that are working for these woke corporations to find employment where they can live and be free. Uh, in my own situation, I hate to say this, my... Uh, Brother informed me, yes, you know, last year we didn't have Christmas, and this year, you know, uh, he says, well, if you want to come to my house, people have to be vaccinated. Oh, boy. Oh! Very, no, it was very disappointing. I, You know, we've had a lot of conversations, but he just, I mean, I love him to get to death, but he believes his woke stuff, you know, and he says, well, you know, I have a new granddaughter. She's six years old, six months old and stuff, and it's like, you know, okay. <laughs> Your prerogative. You know, it, it, yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 silly. It's just like, you know, I, there's all these all this garbage going on with all these fake stats, and they're not being honest re- reporting about a lot of the side effects that people are getting. Right. And this is part of the problem, you know. And plus, if somebody had COVID and you have your own uh, natural antibodies or whatever after you're done, you know, there's no need for this stuff. But it's here's the pushing thing. children and all stuff. It's just horrible. That's true. But, Jim, thanks so much for calling, But buddy. here's the thing. You might want to mention, I was at Thanksgiving dinner, and I was the only unvaccinated person because of my health history. I can't get one. But... All of my vaccinated friends with their boosters, somebody had COVID. And, I mean, so there's that. If we're following the science, maybe they might need to be reminded that you can still get COVID. <laughs> so, 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 speaking of it, I'm here, I'm, I'm reading a BBC uh, online article. Uh, Austria introduces lockdown for unvaccinated. So we're going to target a particular people. And I'm told Australia is doing the same, and so is Italy too, right, Carmen? Yeah, Italy, um, especially with their older people, they're actually mandating what Kramer suggested, um, the man, you know, to have vaccines against their will. Um, yeah, so wow. I guess this is this is why we need to rise up. You know what? What gets me, and you know my heart. You know that I have, my, I had my company Diversify Solutions, and I actually spoke at a BLM rally. Hey, hold that for next. I know. Next hour. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this: if they institute a mandatory, you have to take the. You know it here. Come after me. Well, not only that, we might as well throw out the Constitution. Yeah. Just throw it out. It's toilet paper now. It's already toilet paper. Just throw it out. Look at the way they're treating it right now, and people are so oblivious to the fact that they're. Our freedoms are being taken away, and they're like, "Here you go, gladly." Yeah. And and but it's also causing such mental, uh, you, our emotional state. It's making people crazy. I've had I, older women in their seventies literally wish death upon me at the store yeah. because I also can't wear a mask. It triggers my panic attacks. I can only handle one on for about ten minutes, if that. And my son has sensory issues that yeah. we're working through, so he can't have a mask on his face for very long either. Hey, Carmen. Um, in the new year, I'm working on a show talking about COVID and mental health and how it's affected. It was part of the reason why my son's not here. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we, I'm 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 doing a lot of research on it right now because I don't want to just get out there and say things that that's untrue. Um, I had a friend on who 
She called it COVID psychosis. Mm-hmm. People are literally losing their minds because because of it. And I'm a, I got a whole thing about how these leaders have made these decisions that have affected so many of these young people's lives. Hour two, coming up next, we're going to talk all things the, about the boss lady. La jefa. We'll be right back. <laughs> Don't put your blame on me. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. I don't think I started enough trouble yet. No, you haven't. I think I've been a little quiet. And the boss lady, La Jefa, <laughs> Carmen Santiago Keenan. Uh, now, I, I've been stopping you a lot lately, but before we, before, before we get into that, go <laughs> Shut up, Villan. Uh, be quiet, Villan. Sit in the corner. I bet you, you, I bet you got that all your life you, when you were growing up. Villan, stand in the corner. I started so much trouble that said, you know what? <laughs> Just forget him. Go download the podcast, 560answer.com. Uh, download the Black and White podcast. Hey, share this feed. Go follow me at Black and White Radio on, on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Rumble. You know, you know I, I, all these people were asked, were telling me to, you know, I don't do YouTube. Um, sign up for Rumble. So I signed up, I signed up for Rumble. Guys, go like the Rumble, Black and White Radio. Or Black and White R, because it wouldn't let me get all the radio in there. Go do that for me. Uh, and then you can follow, I guess, is it Galloway Verlon? Verlon Galloway. That's it. At I keep Verlon it simple. Galloway? I keep it simple for simple minds. I thought and I'm, I thought and I'm it was simple backwards. too. No. I thought it was backwards nope, like you are. It's my first and last. Yeah, just like me. <laughs> Carmen, you have any uh, social media you want people to follow you? You know, I'm Uh-oh. on LinkedIn and Facebook, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to be expanding into the other platforms here with what we're going to be launching soon. And, and, let, and let's, let's talk about that. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about something, because I remember you and I had a conversation, and you talked about how you were in um, in roles where you were dealing with diversity, diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. But you said something that, that really piqued my interest. You said... We've allowed the left and those center left to take those words and come up with their own definitions, basically. But we have to take those, take that back. What do you mean by that? That's a great question. Thank you. Um, so what I mean by that is for somebody like myself who has been truly advocating in the tech space and beyond that for diversity, equity, inclusion, and really it's bridging the gap of resource and education, right? And now I've had to take a big step back over the last year when I started Diversify Solutions because the pureness of it, I see how it's been misused, right? It sounds good. It tickles the ear. Oh, diversity, equity, inclusion. Yes, that's great. Of course it is. 
But now it's gone the other way where it's not okay for me to get a phone call from clients or potential clients saying, hey, we know we're looking for this candidate. Let's say we need a woman in tech with these certifications, these skill sets. But, oh, by the way, she can't be Asian because there's too many Asians in the tech space. Oh, she can't be Indian either because there's too many Indians. It definitely has to be a she because it can't be a guy, which is fine. You know, whatever. (laughs) But preferably if we can have somebody in the LGBTQ community or even better, somebody in the Uh trans community. Oh, you're getting him going. You know, that's racism. Yeah. And that's I fight against that. We do not need to lower the bar for minorities. Do not you're not causing you're not giving me any favors by lowering some proverbial bar and saying, "Well, we've given you this gift of allowance. Now we feel like you can now get a certain job or into a certain thing." That is racist and it's crazy and it's so rooted in different mindsets, right? And you know what else it is? It's that mentality of phrase that I love to say. That soft bigotry of low expectations. Yes, yes. You know, that's that happens so much, especially in the black community. You know, we're, we're supposed to lower standards. There's a guy, um, um, Jim Economos had us, uh, Lars. Um, his school, he was, he taught in, was it, were you here with Lars? Did mm-hmm. I interview Lars? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was in Texas. Jim, call, call me back if I'm wrong on this, Jim. But he beat, he beat the case. They were trying to fire him because he wasn't willing to lower the school standards. Mm-hmm. Um, with his, I believe it's a community college. And because of all of the, the, the media attention we started pushing towards Lars, the school president backed down and now he's still at his job. But we have to stop lowering these expectations from, for, for people of, of what, what they call now people of color. I didn't realize people of color was everybody. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that until just recently. That was part of their inclusion. Yeah, right. So, but when it comes, cause every time I hear diverse, diversity inclusion, you said another word. Equity, equity, diversity, equity. What is equity? No one can really define it's about what money. it means to have equity, though. It's about money. It's about dividing up this country evenly and bringing the minorities or the people that's at on the low end of the totem pole up to where the majority is, you know, to get a, a piece of the pie, uh, you know, if you, will, if you will, if that's the best way to say it. Because right now they feel like they, well, who, whoever the they is feel like right. we as blacks and Latinos are being left out. Of the big picture, right? And how? But coming, uh, I, mean, I mean, you've you've dealt in this world yeah. a lot, a lot more than I'll, I'll say that I have, and I'm sure you have, Vilan. I mean, how how do they go about saying these terms like black people and brown people can't help themselves, or or they need that handout, or or you know, I always, I do believe in the hand up. I do believe in helping yes, people absolutely. get up. Absolutely, but we do that by education. Yeah. And you can't just educate the children. We need it. It's a community effort. Correct. You know, and that is why it's so important to go into communities and educate everybody. Yeah. So I do a lot of speaking. I do public speaking with Lumity.org. Since I'm in the tech space, you know, I go in and go to high schools, underserved high schools, because I grew up Fullerton and Cicero in the city, was a foster kid in Wheaton, Illinois. Yeah. You know, um, so for me, understanding the vast difference in schooling from. Right. The inner city right. to Wheaton, you know, it's vast. Yeah. And I also have neuro, you know, some other things that I was working through as well, learning disabilities and things. But the point is, education and resource are huge. Yes, we understand there is truth. And, there, and let me tell you, there is, you know, also truth to the, why diversity and inclusion is important. Because at the same time, I am working with 
overcoming mindsets of people that are in hiring position that really right. are racist. I yeah, mean, I have, I, you know, yeah. I've heard, you know, so it goes on both sides. But, but, but here's a question, though. Mm-hmm. Here's a question. If Alana know, we know, we, we've had this argument. Do you, can you find that point of view from somebody that's black or Latino that says, wait a minute, I'm not going to hire this white person. Is that racist? Is it racist if a, if a black like, if, if a black or Latino is in a position mm-hmm. or Latina is in a position where the, the same way you just said the white people, but you know, there's a lot of arguments out there that said what? Vilan? That, that it was a definition. It's a definition. That says that blacks or minorities, but they really say black blacks. people cannot be racist by definition because we don't wield the hands of power. Well, I'll say what I said in my BLM speech. Racism is a heart issue. I firmly believe that. There's no man-made law that's ever going to change somebody's heart. Um, I think, you know, those are things and mindsets that are generational and can be generational and generationally taught out of the hatred from the racism. But here's the thing. We've created a space now under the guise of diversity, equity, inclusion that is racist within itself. Because it is, on all, I think it is wrong for anybody to go in accordance to, you know, playing identity politics within a corporate space or in general, identity politics needs to be done. But I refuse to do the identity politics. I don't identify, you're a human being first and foremost. I don't care who you, who you may, I don't you, care what you, you identify as other than human being. I want your skill set. And if, because also I've dealt with the other side of the employee that's called me and said, Carmen. I've been the token X, Y, and Z put into a position that I had no re- no business. Yes, I had some of the skill set, but I was promised the sun, the moon, and everything if I was placed in this position. And now they have me flailing. Please put me, help me get into a different job somewhere. I can sum this up real quick. You two had this long conversation, and you throwing out all these words because you let the left take one word from our side and make it a bad word, mm-hmm. assimilation. Because America has the values that we need that 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 ring out tried and true, yep. you know mm-hmm. our American values just just being married, having your kids, raising them with true American values, and you know what that are what they are traditionally blacks and Latinos and every other uh, minority group know what those values are, but we let them put all of these words and new ideas in our head. To erase the American and, and and before we we, get, we we headed to break, but Carmen, I wanna I wanna hear more about that Black Lives Matter speech because I think that was a little that was bold to to go into the lion's den and actually you know speak truth to power. You know a lot of people he, he knows we have any Black Lives Matter member that wants to come on, we'll have them. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'll I'll never have an Anquifa person on though. No, I just can't have them on. No. I, I I will not highlight or push what they what the anarchists. Yeah, they, they they believe in total anarchy, so there's there's no way I can have that. But I really want to hear about that speech, and then we'll talk about uh, a new initiative that you've launched as well. You listening to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty The Answer? I'm your host John Anthony. We'll be right back. And now more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer. Just switch your attitude. I, I love when Pete's here so I, I could sing. Or quasi sing. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM 516. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with the troublemaker and the boss lady, 
I don't know if it was the mention of BLM. I don't know what caused this person to call us, and he wants to talk about segregation and schooling. But Philip from Blue Island, welcome back to Black and Right, brother. Dude, it was Carmen's voice. Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but I'm sure that Carmen would probably agree with me um, that we're all sliding backwards when it comes to education. Okay. And okay. I, I can't remember what what the the the, the um, Supreme Court did, but they they stripped away a lot of of. of what they used to call it, uh, separate but equal. Yeah. And 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 now, if you look at our school systems and our schools, high schools, and and, and so forth, they are more segregated than they were back in probably the sixties and fifties. Would you agree or not? Segregated, segregated. How? Because I think our school systems are failing in a lot of ways, uh-huh. but across the board for every kid, <laughs> with every kid. Really. I do. Oh, yes. Oh, I mean, the data shows that, uh, the data is showing us that, especially now through COVID, the data is definitely showing us that every child is suffering, regardless of skin color and where they come from. You know, so true. I guess are, are there any worse than others? I mean, especially if well, you look yeah, at, if we're talking about so if you look, you look at, OK, let's go to the Navajo reservation. I do a lot of, you know, work there and support the Navajos. And I've been doing that since 1994. You want to know what these parents had to do so that their kids could go to quote unquote school during the pandemic? We, they had to wire a school bus, drive it to the middle of the desert in 120 degree weather. And if they were, if they had a vehicle, then they could go sit next to the school bus and hope that their child, if their child had a Chromebook or whatever they had to be able to do some homework, they'd have to sit in their car in 120 degree heat, buy a Wi-Fi bus so that their kid could go to school. So Uh-oh. I think this is affecting everybody in different ways. Wait, let, let, let me finish. No, but that's so extreme. Come on, Carl. That's, okay. that's like, it's extreme, but it's true. Uh, well, that, well, okay. Here we go. It might be extreme, but it's truth. So what do you want? Do you want the truth or do you want the Band-Aid? Because well, I'm here to okay. give you the truth. That's, 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 that example is so extreme. But it's, mean, a, but it's a real example. It's a real example. Okay, well, Phil, 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 Phil. So which minorities are we talking about? Are they not good enough as minorities? So I guess I'm confused. I answered your question. That's not what I'm saying. No, I don't think so. So I don't want to argue with you, but I'm just saying when you you compare it to Inglewood and you compare it to Bolingbrook or... I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I came from an underserved community myself. So I do understand that the data is real around that, but I also understand that that's something that needs to be worked on with the government, with the school systems. Well, okay, Philip, well, Philip, well, Philip, check this, check this out, Philip. Tell us, I will agree with you only in the reverse. Now, you mentioned Inglewood and Bolingbrook. Okay, how about this? Mm-hmm. Let's take all the schools, the public schools in the city of Chicago. Why is the government, why is the city government and the state forcing kids to stay in those failing public schools Uh-oh. and not give them vouchers so they can go wherever the hell they want to go? I don't know. Four but years of Trump. Thing. So that's the wait, 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 so that's wait, 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 the government. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let him finish. Four okay. years, four years of Trump, and he did nothing about it. So when you we put people in position, I said we, that we think is going to do something about certain situations with uh, uh, the, the vouchers and so forth and so on, the schools or whatever. They do nothing. Well, wait, hold on, Phil. Phil, I got to stop you because you're going to talk. So
so long about something that Trump couldn't do. He has no power over local governments. He can't say anything about school vouchers. So Uh-oh. I got to stop you in your tracks. That's all local. Uh-oh. That's all local. See, see, that's the problem with black people. They think the president can do anything, whether it's executive order or just... Black people. Okay, oh yeah, black people. Because every time I talk to black people, they do not they do not vote in the midterms. Look at the numbers. Blacks don't come out and vote in the midterms. They only come out and vote for president. Yeah, black people. I'm talking oh you. You God. black. I'm black. Black okay. people don't vote right. in the midterms. Uh-oh. They only vote and, 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 and think the way you think. They vote for president and think the president can do something about a school Wait, voucher. Hold on, hold on. Hey, Philip. Hey, Philip. That, yes, sounds sir, a yes, pers- that sounds a little personal to me. I don't know. No, that sounds, <laughs> no that's, that's, I'm talking that's, about Verlon. I'm talking about Verlon's... <laughs> That's not even reverse racism. That's just some crazy. You the one brought up Donald Trump name and said he should have did something about school vouchers. No. Now who sounds like they don't know? Uh-oh. Hey, let me ask you. Let me. Ask I voted line. for Jesus. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there, guys. I did. I voted for Jesus. So right, wait, hold on. Let him finish. Go ahead, Philip. Did did did? Okay, Verline. What did what did Trump even ever say uh, or do anything to progress? Uh, vouchers or, or anything. He can't. He can't. He can't. Okay, so really, what is Lightfoot doing to progress anything in her own city? And to take a step further, let me tell you, I live in Geneva, Illinois, and our stats there are actually showing us that our kids are dumb, too. I mean, not our kids are dumb. I shouldn't say that. Let me let me take that. That our, 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 schools, our schools are failing children in the suburbs and in the city. All right? They manipulate the data however they want it is a real thing that in the city there is a big big difference in education that needs to be addressed 100 percent but the person to address it is the same person that's defunding the police it's the same person that's causing more angst and anger and issues in her own city than focusing on the children so that's what you need to think about and that's a talk lightfoot oh Right? Lightfoot, is she not the one that is the mayor of Chicago? She's the one that is in position to really make a difference here, but she's choosing not to. So that is the narrative that you need to come around to and understand, and okay, maybe you can, can go forward okay, through that. On, on the opposite, real right, quick, can, can Lori Lightfoot uh, do anything about integration a- across the whole nation? No, right? but Chicago. No, no we're talking about Chicago. Chicago. We were talking about Chicago. No, 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 we're not. No, that's not what I started He's talking at. about I started federal. At Go ahead, go ahead. You're talking about nationwide. Philip's talking about segregation in schools nationwide. But what Philip is not understanding is no president, no body, no body of government can legislate to the local bodies about vouchers. That's what people don't understand. It's a it's a state issue. It's a state issue. State by state. How did Brown? How did Brown versus the Board of Education ever get off the ground? Okay, but Philip, right? And so it became legislation that busing became part of what was going on. So don't tell me things can't get done. That's crazy talk. Yeah, but 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 Philip, Philip, when it comes to how education is done, um, now you know I was a state rep. Now, what happens is the power belongs to the legislative body to dictate what can happen um, with education in states. Um, You know, the Department of Education as a whole uh, becomes the umbrella, but what happens locally, that's done more with with, with state reps um, and stuff like that to change what can and can't be changed because I was one of the biggest, biggest supporters of school choice. Uh, I even did a trigger bill. If 51% of the parents came together, they can take all their kids out and 
and the money will follow him. Um, because I, I really believe in that. Because I, I think, you know, I personally believe that education is a great equalizer. I think it, I think right. it can take kids anywhere. That's why I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't, I don't hold to the view that black people, um, are subservient to anybody. I don't think I don't think people should hold to the view that anybody can stop me from achieving anything that I want to achieve. Um, nobody can stop me. You know who? You know the only person who's ever stopped John Anthony, John Anthony. I'm the only person that's ever stopped myself from achieving, from uh, climbing the ranks anywhere. Not anybody else, because it was my even when you hear even when you hear somebody say that's what's wrong with black people. I mean, Uh-oh. that ain't, that ain't such a nothing for me. <laughs> so, but guess what? Uh-oh. It's the truth. But see, you can't, you can't, you can't say I'm lying. Here we go. You cannot say, no, man, you done had a whole segment. We got a minute left. Dude, let me tell you something. That's the truth. You, if you want me to go hood, I'll go hood. That's the truth. The bottom line, if you get a majority of black people in one, in one group, they're going to defer to government just like you did. You defer to the federal government instead of handling it from the grassroots. Okay? You don't want to bring out the trouble in me. Uh-oh. So if they wanted me to start the trouble today, there it is. There it is. Hey, Philip. Philip, you got 20, yes, se- Phillip, 20 seconds. Any closing words? <laughs> uh, again, man, I'm still, you know, God bless you and the family. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And, and, um, and uh, like I say, like you said before, Verlon, that vein is on puff <laughs> all over the time. Uh, Philip from Blue Island. Thank you so much. You got anything? Oh, Carmen. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Carmen. Oh, thank you, Philip. You're lovely. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, Philip. Thank you. <laughs> you listening to Black and White Radio on AM 560. Verlon is fired up and rest to go. We'll be right back. Return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. I'm going to let this marinate a little bit, Pete. Let this play a little bit. I'm feeling this song today. (laughs) Got a question for you. Yeah. Who do you think was the better singer, Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass? I'm a Teddy Pendergrass fan. Oh, welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony. That voice you heard was a troublemaker. And uh, the boss lady, La Jefa. Carmen Santiago Keenan. Ooh, what do yeah. you guys think? I'm a Teddy, I'm a Teddy fan. Those Love you, Teddy. To those of you who are listening, who who's better? Teddy or um, Marvin? Marvin. My Marvin was a bad He man. was. And he didn't have the, the yeah, he didn't have... He didn't have the, 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 he didn't have as much music as Teddy. Mm-hmm. So imagine what he would have been able to do yeah. should he, had he still been living. You know, Marvin would have been still making music today. Yeah, I think so. But you know what? I think it comes down to do you like a up tempo voice or a strong voice? Cause, cause Teddy Pendergrass had a strong voice. So Luther or Teddy? Luther or Teddy? Yeah. Luther. Oh, Luther. Luther, hands down. Come on, man. So Carmen, um, before we start talking about the Black Lives Matter, I think we better because I don't want to. I don't want anybody else to call in and Verlon go off on them, <laughs> and we we lose the time. Let's talk about this initiative that you've started with Freedom Initiative now, uh, and and why is it important for those listening uh, as it relates to their their life? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. So, 
Freedom Initiative Now um, is a nonpartisan PAC um, where we educate and empower people and communities, first and foremost. Um, we're nonpartisan, so we don't rep either side. We respect both. And really, you know, the way that I see it is, as humans, we just need to do better, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and educate yourself. For me personally, my whole thing has always been education, right? Educate yourself and make your choice accordingly to how it resonates to you. If you read all the data and you decide vaccine, what awesome. I will love you, pray for you, respect you. It's none of my business what you do. Right. I just would like the same. You know, we're in this place of literally we're older women, you know, it doesn't matter your age, but it was concerning to me that grown folk were acting like this, literally chasing me around, wishing death upon me from a virus, by the way, that's 99.9 you know, percent curable, wishing death upon me because I'm not wearing a mask. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's none of your business. Maybe me. Maybe I was raped. Maybe I was beaten. Maybe all of the above. Maybe it's none of your business because I'm an American and I'm choosing not to do it. All this to say that I'm very, very humbled and proud to be associated with and a part of and an ambassador, actually, for Freedom Initiative Now. I'm an ambassador for Geneva and Kane County. But through that um, love of freedom and being an American and truly just respecting the human spirit, right, Right. Um, which is choice, um, I was connected with Nick Richmond, um, and, you know, he started Freedom Initiative. He's also the CEO of Matrix Home Solutions. Right. Sponsor of the show. Yes. And, you know, this has been such a God thing, even the way that you and I, John Anthony, connected and our friends and our mutual yeah. friends and all the things over the last six months. Yeah. You know, it's such a God thing. Too much time to delve into that. But yeah. nonetheless, um, so like I stated, I have a consulting, a tech consulting um, company, and I had a recruiting company called Diversify Solutions. Um, this vaccine mandate has really affected me like it has all every American. Um but I have recently had, even as a contractor, clients weren't comfortable bringing me on, um, even if I wasn't face-to-face with clients and working remotely because I didn't have this vaccine status. So, you know, I was praying about it. I'm like, Lord, there's a pivot here. What's the pivot? Because there's other people in this situation, and this is wrong. I'm being discriminated against, yeah. you know. And so I started pivoting the business um, to create a marketplace that truly is diverse equitable and inclusive to everybody regardless of skin color sexual preference or vaccine status um we are bringing that to market and launching so this will be a place for people to go and if they are looking for employment Mm -hmm. because they're they they don't have the you know it i call it the you know it um because they don't have you know it this is it a website so it is uh, so it's freedom employment um it, there will be a website. We're also working on an app. Um, we have a lot of robust technology that's going to be built into it. Um, it is recruiting and also leadership training again around these things. Um, we are a conservative company, but we're open and inclusive to everybody because everybody deserves opportunity and the American dream. Everybody deserves the opportunity to eat, to live, to have a place a home, their families, and that is in jeopardy. Yeah, I'm done with identity politics in the corporate space, and I'm done with it in day-to-day living. I'm I'm done with tyrannical leaders. Oh, 100%. I'm completely done with them. Um, I'm going to do everything. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Yep. Amen. I'm going to do everything I can to get rid of tyrannical leaders. I want people who are, who really understand the idea 
of American, of American greatness, of American exceptionalism, of America being the greatest nation to ever, been, to ever, ever have been created. To, to experience their liberty. I don't yes. think people know what liberty is. They don't. Yes. And here's the thing is, you know, we just, we wanted and I wanted to create a place where everybody, like I said, regardless of any of these things, has an opportunity. Right. Hey, you listening to Black and White Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Um, Don, hold the line. I'll take you when we come back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see you hear that piece. Welcome back. Like, oh, oh, there it is. So maybe I'm blind. Come on, blind. I'm only human after all. I love this. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame. You know, I can't sing. That's why I do talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with the Troublemaker. And the boss lady, La Jefa. Carmen Santiago. <laughs> Only a woman can say it that mm-hmm. good. I can't say it like that. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. Um, Don has a very interesting point to make. Don, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, thank you so much for taking my phone call. I was listening to Philip, and, you know, I'm in Naperville, um, and if I compare Naperville statistics to CPS, there's not much of a difference. Mm-hmm. The African-Americans, their ELA, their reading stats, only 20 Three percent are proficient. Um, Hispanic, you only have twenty-seven percent wow. that are proficient in in reading. And for kids with a disability who qualify for an IEP, uh-huh. uh, they're at fourteen percent. Wow. Okay. CPS. When I look at their reading stats, African Americans are at twelve percent. Hispanics are at twenty-one percent. Kids with an IEP, you've got one percent. Wow. Okay. So you know it's really. Hey, hey Don, real quick, explain what an IEP IEP is, real quick. In an individual mm-hmm. education uh, program. And so that means that the that, kids that qualify for an IEP, they're bringing triple amount of the money. And, you know, just so we understand, mm, too, yep. if you look at your scorecard, you're going to see something called evidence-based funding. Yep. If there's a certain percentage for, of low income and a percentage of kids who qualify for and who have a special need, they're bringing in extra funds from the federal government. The question is, is are those evidence-based funds being utilized for evidence-based practices? Probably not. And that's why these kiddos are falling through the cracks. And it's really disgusting. I, I actually gave a reading statistic at a recent IEP meeting that 60% of our prison population is functionally illiterate. 85% of our uh, juveniles are functionally illiterate. Yeah. Where's the expectation? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We, we lost expectations yeah. for our kids. And wow. I, don't, I don't care what color you are. Yeah. You know, it, 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 we should be up in arms over this. We, and you know what? Yes. I don't think that they have an easy job, right? Yeah. It's not easy being a teacher. Most of these teachers, their hands are tied. It's the administrators yeah. Yeah. or the boards that are, that are trying their hands. But those of us who are bringing this up, it's because we want to see things get better. Yeah. We want to see people flourish. And, and I, I thank you for what you're doing on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening, Don. I really appreciate those comments. See, this is why I love it, that somebody that knows what they're talking about calls in and explains it to the and people. And shuts Phil up. And shuts somebody like Phil up that only talks out of emotion. She knows, 
Did you hear? Did you hear what she just said about the money? Yeah. Triple the triple the yeah. income. That's yeah. why the politicians won't give out vouchers and let these kids of go course. because they're bringing in the money. Of course. They're part. They they got their hand in it. They're dipping into the money. It's part of the scam. Thank you. I appreciate that, Philip. Did you listen? <laughs> did you listen, Philip? It reminds you know I I wanted her to explain what that was. I was gonna say, but I I didn't I couldn't get in. You know, in the in the famous words of um, the late great L. Rushbo, that's for the people in Rio Lindo. Yeah, <laughs> who, who may well, not know what what that is. Realville. <laughs> you know, Rush said, "I'm the mayor of Realville." So, Carmen, let's talk about this BLM speech. What what what? How did you? How did this happen? How did this come about? Uh, how were you invited? And what did you say to them? And and how were you received? Yes, uh, great questions. Thank you. Um, I was invited. I. You know, right as COVID hit, um, spun out this company, Diversify Solutions, with my business partner at the time, um, and really started out of a need, just like my consulting, you know, um, from my clients wanting to work with me directly. They know that I've been in the diversity, equity, inclusion space for before it became posh and the thing it is now, right? Before it's tickling everybody's ears and making everybody, you know, feel good. Um, we were truly, truly pioneering and advocating for, you know, just education and resources, because that's how we're really going to move the needle forward, right? So anyway, um, I started Diversify Solutions because a lot of my clients whose recruiting firms within their big entities were not able to find, quote, unquote, the needle in the haystack or the unicorn. Um, and so, you know, we saw the need and we were able to do make some connections, whatever. But anyway, that was shut down real quickly because COVID, you know, and at first, we didn't realize it was going to be what it is now two years later, right? So anyhow, um, they reached out. They were, you know, excited to find someone in my community that had a company called Diversify Solutions leaning in on filling up the pipeline with diversity, you know, with diverse talent. Um, they didn't realize that I spoke, you know, that I directly speak against cultural fit and then more, you know, let's put skill set to work, right? Um, but we also fill up the minority pipeline through education and doing, and I do that stuff too. I, you know, I do public speaking with Illumini.org and talk to kids in other, in underserved communities and encourage them to get into the STEM initiative and all the things. But anyway, um, so I took the opportunity, prayed about it, you know, um, and decided to go ahead with it. Obviously my talk track isn't the white girl from St. Charles or the right. black person, but I'm Carmen from the block girl, Fulton Cicero, foster kid. You know, by the grace of God, was given opportunities, understood the opportunities, and tried to make a little something of myself. Anyway, so my speech started out with a prayer. I believe that it was very important to start with prayer. I'm shocked. Yeah, so I did. Um, I'm a very diverse, inclusive person. I believe in Jesus, but I opened it up to everybody, right? Um, and so with that, I the core of my message was, it's a hard issue. Racism is a hard issue. There's nothing, like I said. How were you received with that message right there? I was actually told not to give that message when I gave my speech to some friends. Um, but we can maybe get into that when yeah, we come right, back. Yeah. Let's, let's get more into that when we yeah. come back. Um, because, I mean, that's that was that took a lot of courage to go in there and 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 speak and and because I'm sure that you probably had the frowns and the hisses going on while you were speaking too. But we'll talk more about that when we return. We'll be right back. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back. 
to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. <laughs> Look at Verlon's laughing. We cheesy. have a treat. Yeah, you cheese it. You cheese it a little too hard right now. I love over there. her. I love her. That's the troublemaker himself and <laughs> the boss lady. La jefa. Carmen Santiago <laughs> Keenan. Uh, we're going to go straight to the phone lines because, you know, somebody who I'm really near and dear to and who she knows I love her to death. Amy Jacobson from Chicago's Morning Acid. Thanks for calling in, Amy. Yeah, hi, and I'm calling in to let everybody know that there is going to be a big rally outside Oak Park River Forest High School at 4 o'clock today. Oh, nice. Did you hear the news, what happened there? No. Well, last night, Fenwick was playing uh, Oak Park River Forest, boys basketball. They won 66-52. to 52. And then after the game, the boys basketball team was told that you can't practice all activities, even choir, the show choir, the big holiday performance they're going to have. Has been canceled because 17 kids have a cold. What? what, what? Oh my God. For COVID. Are you kidding me? So they're not testing positive COVID. Pardon? They didn't test positive for COVID. They just they just have a cold. They just tested positive for COVID, um, and the superintendent took the advice of the house director for Oak Park, <sighs> and she recommended everything be shut down. All activities, all extracurricular activities until after winter break. Wow. Oh. So the parents are fighting back, and there's going to be a big rally at 4 o'clock today outside the high school. And it's wow. ridiculous because the school has 3,500 students, wow. and no one's hospitalized. No one's, some one, a few of the kids. You'll be losing you, Amy. Come on, man. And they're canceling everything. Wow. Oh, God. This is going to be got to fight back we have to. amy and, and, and i don't know if you know um who amy jacobson is carmen but amy's been on the front line ever since COVID has started so all right amy today is, you said today at four o'clock at oak park river forest high school that's going to be a yep, rally outside the high school outside the high yep, school because parents are pissed because the people they, no one even who's playing sports tested positive wow so they're punished and it's tied back to some gym class but they're going to have gym class on monday Wow. So it just really, you know, if there's ever a time to fight for your children, now is this the time. is the time to do it. I agree. It's good to hear your voice, Amy. Look at you. He's cheesing, yeah, Amy. And then, John Anthony, you are going to be filling in with me in, on with uh, for Dan Proft on Tuesday. On Tuesday. I'll be in the, in the, in the, right. in the hot seat in the morning oh, on Tuesday. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to think of something to call <laughs> no, in and say. Josh, five <laughs> to nine. Amy, thanks so much for for calling. We gotta go. Um, the show's over. <laughs> this is the fastest right. two hours in radio. Thanks so much for calling, Amy. I love Amy. Amy's the best. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining the show, Philan, the Rebel, Pete. Thank you so much. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.